So see if you have a pulse. And that's a clue that we can't do that yet. But are we going in that direction? Are you going in that direction? We have an aim for that. We aim to live from that. We aim to embody that. We aim to be that and then some. And then to keep enhancing that, to keep expanding that, to keep growing into that. And in the meantime, back here at the ranch, we've got some humanness to deal with, don't we? And we have a few triggers and some hurt feelings and some ganglia, nerve endings, that's pretty easy for people to step on. And then what happens when they step on one of our nerve endings? Let's call this part true confessions. What happens when your nerve ending gets stepped on? When we get offended? When they don't include us? When they're having a fancy little party and we weren't invited? And what happens when they give you the look? You know the look. A lady said today as we were getting wired here preparing for the service, I think you better go because John's giving you the look. <laughs> then she said, but it's the good look. <laughs> so what now? So imagine with me. Imagine with me, activate your own power, your superpower, your superpower. Imagine you in your Superman pose, your cape, your superwoman pose. And imagine then with the power of your imagination, that starting right now in this time on this day, June 9, 2019, if you could no longer be offended, what that would be like. If it had absolutely left you, if all the Velcro for offense had left you, it suddenly wouldn't stick. So it's still throwing offense. People are still giving you the look, not including you, doing whatever humans have been doing since recorded history. And you were different. If it simply could not stick to you, what would that be like? Say it out loud. What would it be like? Less stress, relief, freedom. Would that be okay with you? Would it be okay with you? if you could no longer be offended. So then all of our actions can be about for something instead of against something. I could be about what I'm about in my life, going in the direction that interests me, going toward the aim of my own dreams, my own desires, instead of leaking this energy off, offended, mad, irritated, frustrated, 
Some of you have heard me say it. So imagine now today's your death and here's your gravestone. This will be mine. Here lies Martha. She had issues. <laughs> Here lies Martha. She could complain. <laughs> Here lies Martha, a victim of what is. What does that do to your spirit just hearing that? What happens to your luminosity dial when you hear that? So folks, we're writing that epitaph today. Whatever's going to go on that tombstone, who's writing it? Who's writing what's going to go on that headstone? Turn to somebody and tell them, like, you're writing it. <laughs> it's, you're writing that. You are writing that. You're writing that today. Now turn back to the same person and say, hey, I'm writing my own. I'm going to write my own headstone message. I'm going to write it, and I'm going to write it differently today. So then instead of here lies Martha, she had issues. It's like here has Martha. She had ideas. Hmm. Instead of complaints, here lies Martha. She made contributions. Instead of living as a victim, she was victorious. She was more into victory than victim. And she could take a trial and triumph. And she could take a mess and get a message out of that. So trial or triumph? Mess or message? Victim or victor? Who's deciding? This is good news. This is gospel good news. I am going to be a creator in that. I am going to be party to which way that goes. So even if this appears in life, that through miracle-making, alchemy, choice, free will, understanding, peace, stamina, resilience, faith, power, peace, love, inside imagination, zeal, will, enthusiasm, I am going to weave whatever comes and transform it and transform it through it. And you have all the power in the universe to do this. You. Inside you. And it's one of my favorite Myrtle Fillmore quotes. And she says, within you right now, here and now, you have all the God-given power. 
You're holding all the God-given power has been given to you already for you to do this. And then my favorite part, get at it. Get at this. So then it's either get at this and live transforming and transformed or trials, messes, victimization. And the mind's a powerful thing. You know this. All of you in New Thought know that the power of the mind is powerful mind. So that if it is not intercepted, if it's not, if we don't have some kind of practice in place to circuit break that, then what's it going to keep creating? What it's always created. The same thing. It loves the familiarity of it. It loves its structure of knowing, which is what it means when you hear me quoted as, in the beginning there was the conclusion. So the mind will recreate itself to stay familiar. Nothing new, thanks. I got it. And these old, rigid, paradigm, archaic paradigms that's been running the show of our humanity in this species since the beginning of creation, although we have a power to transform, a power to consciously evolve, and it takes W-O-R-K. Now, who here wants to work at it? Yes, so even as hard as it is to work at it, as hard as it is and can be sometimes to even shift that slightly, it's much harder not to. It's much harder to live under the the prison of that mind that has not been questioned and that's not been renewed, not been... Um, practiced with inquiry is what I'm believing actually true. So then it stays in its myths and mythological thinking and fairy tale thinking and fantasy based thinking that looks like this. Children should be well behaved. Fantasy or reality? All together. See, I've always wanted to lead a choir. Let's just do it. Fantasy. 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 It's like to come out of this. Traffic should flow. Fantasy or reality. My spouse should understand me. That's the married ones laughing. Those that aren't, don't let me take your hell from you, you know. know. (laughs) This is why they won't let me do marriage vows anymore. (laughs) Because the marriage vows are very reality-based. Not the same princess bride 
vows that's been handed down for 2,000 years. Like, hey, I will love you unconditionally till the end of time. It's like, no, he won't. No, no, no. no. He will love you when it goes his way. She will love you when she gets what she wants from you. The second they don't, they'll cut off, go silent, withdraw love, pout, go to their room, talk about you, gossip, blame you, shame you, criticize you, fault find, nitpick. Welcome to marriage. Which is part of human beings being human beings together. So if you can actually say yes to this, then you've said yes to a relationship that's conscious. That's rooted in reality. That says yes. Where two or more are gathered, there will be bristling. (laughs) Reality? So what if, what if just suddenly, spontaneously today, that you use your powers of alchemy and just included that? If you just included people bristle and people get offended and you get offended and you have hurt feelings and they have hurt feelings And they'll blame you and shame you and guilt and you'll do that too. And what if all of a sudden it was just included? What would that be like? More peaceful. What else would it be like to just include it? See, because if you ain't careful, I'll take your hell from you too. Yes, honey, much less shame, much less shame. And if we don't circuit break this, we're going to hand it down to that generation right over there and then to the generation after it. And if we circuit break this, if us, a small committed group of people willing to W-O-R-K says, "Mm -mm, it is not what I'm going to hand down. That is not what's going to be on my gravestone that every baby born this afternoon is born with less Velcro for that. Would you want to be a part of that? That says, that's what I'm going to hand down. That's what my legacy is going to be. So whatever ends up in their bones and blood is going to be something different that was handed down from those 2,000 years before us. So something else will be handed down from this lot and on purpose and with intention for that. This is why they won't let me lead the peace song either. (laughs) How many of you are into the peace song? You just love the peace song. Well, I don't know how to break it to you, but it's losing some flavor. You know, I'm in a different Unity Church about every week. And some are using it and some don't. And some are working it out. And you know how the peace song goes? Let there be peace on earth. 
but here's what we're secretly saying. <laughs> let there be peace on earth and let it begin with her. <laughs> and as soon as he apologizes, I'll think about it. And as soon as he quits giving me the look, I'll consider it. Can you hear it? Let there be peace on earth and I won't be at peace till they do what I want them to do. Let there be peace on earth and as soon as they stop doing what human beings have been doing for 2,000 recorded years since creation, then I'll consider being peaceful. let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me regardless of the look they give me regardless of whether they invite me or not regardless of whether they include me or not regardless of what they do let me be a living model for that let me be a living teacher of that and to accept that it's W-O-R-K and it's not natural yet for us because we're just a hair above a lizard. <laughs> Reptilian brain, you know that from the brain sciences, how they refer to that? That we live in a regressed mind from a regressed mind. So when the lizard gets triggered, what does it do? Think lizards and snakes. What do they do? Or fade away. Crawl under a rock. And how quickly we can regress to that when we get triggered. When we get offended, irritated, frustrated, let down, sad, grieved, lost. Instead of, what if I could get just above the line there? What if it, I didn't respond? What if I didn't react so regressive? What would a response look like to that instead? If I had a broader repertoire, if you had a broader repertoire of fight, flight, or freeze... To fight back, flight, or freeze over, what else could you do? Talk. Take a breath or two. Restore myself. Ask a question or two like, what would a sane, sensible person do here? What would make sense to do in this interaction? And then to be about that. So that's what this work this afternoon is primarily about. Eckhart Tolle describes this work that we'll be using this afternoon as a razor sharp sword. You know this Eckhart Tolle, do y'all follow that in his books and writings and teachings? Highly recommend it. 
a razor sharp, sharp sword to cut right through the illusion of the mind's old structures of knowing. So it is a simple technique, profoundly effective. And don't believe me, because until you've experienced it, see, it's just Martha's blah, blah, blah. But when you experience this, then you'll know what's the truth of it. And only your experience can report that back to you. So it's a textbook, and from a textbook, and I'm not using the word unconsciously, it's a textbook, not a book to read and then click off and put up there. So it's learning a new way of being in the world. A new way of being when I don't get my way. A new way of being with loss and stress. And a new way of being with knuckleheads. Would that be okay? So when I'm in the, an interaction with a knucklehead, that I don't have to be one? Imagine. And see, when you go home and start practicing this, the people in your house will think you're on a new medication. <laughs> it's, it's that powerful. Or they'll think you're meditating again. And they'll be right, because it is meditation. So it takes all those fantasies and all that fantasy thinking that we've innocently adapted to and innocently been absorbed by and begins to question what's actually true. And what are the consequences to me and my life? What are the consequences to my goals? What are the consequences to my dreams? What are the consequences to my manifestations and my demonstrations if I continue to believe that? So it's a way out of the BS, belief systems, and the old archaic ones and they are in your bookstore. And I encourage you to have it and to read it slowly, even just a few pages, and then practice, then a few more pages, and then practice. And the mind will want you to read it quick and check it off and put it on the shelf with the rest of them. So if it wants you to go quick, what are you going to do? Go very, very slow. Because that is its best attempts to keep you stuck right where it's been stuck for 2,000 years. There's also a little book out there of my photography and it's brand new, you're the first group to get it. I just got it this past week, just unloaded it out of the trunk. John's got it, just hold it up there, it's in the bookstore. And it's a hundred and some pages of beautiful, beautiful flowers that I've shot around the world with my phone. So I'm not a professional photographer, I've had no training in professional photography, and I put those images out to inspire you to use those phones 
for something that enlivens you. For something that would lift you up and turn your luminosity dial up. And then no telling what could come from it. Because that came from all of that without much effort on my part. So who knows what's possible. And then I want to acknowledge you as a ministry. And I want to give you a little reality check about just how strangely wonderful you are. So in an industry of church, since recorded since the last decades of church, at least since the 90s, the industry of church is doing this. Have you noticed? So factually, it's eight to 10,000 churches closing annually in the U.S. In the U.S., eight to 10,000 churches closing annually. This includes unity churches. 20 years ago, there were 1,600 unity churches. Today, there's 530 in 20 years. So then even as that does this, the churches that are still here are doing this. And what is Unity of Nashville doing during that time? And then some. And then some. So you are miracle makers. Miracle makers. And you're intentional. You're purposeful in this. And in doing so, you are caring for a campus that you evidently want to be around for the next 50 or 100 years. Is that right? That there's care then for this physical structure. That if I want somebody to drive by and say, you're welcome here, everybody's welcome here, We're, that's what unity's about, come on in. That we'll be caring for the physical building to make sure that it's around for the next folks. And room at the inn and making food and making sandwiches and feeding refugees and renting space to a school that's going to educate differently, right? And classes and workshops and hosting this INTA conference. What a gift you've given to that organization to make this campus a place for them to come and learn and teach and preach and break through and transform. And please get over here that week for some part of it. Just get over here and be in the energy of it for your own soul's progression. With this board that would make the commitment they have with you, I saw this annual report with a page, page full of your names on it and how you're serving how you're serving this ministry. And then the ways you're serving this ministry is the way that you're serving the movement. And it's the way that you're serving all of humanity. So what you do here in these walls and what you do here under this flag of unity of Nashville is affecting the whole of the world. If you believe what unity teaches 
than the quantum effect of what you're doing individually, what you're doing through your giving, your donations, your service, your volunteering, your creation, your ideas, your innovations, your signing up, your showing up, staying a student, staying, a, staying willing, open-minded, open at the top, holds the most power to change the world. So it's no little thing. You, you are no little thing in the potential and the possibility that's in motion for what we can bring and make and create heaven on earth and to create a new earth and a new way of being on the earth and to consciously evolve and then to be handing that down for and to the next generations on purpose, with passion, with triumph, with victory, and with a message, and with something different written on the stone of what's left from us. This leader you have, and Reverend John, is the, t yes. I'll just say um, I've seen all of it as far as I know and he's the top of the heap the top of the heap of a called pastor of a called servant leader and committed to fulfilling that calling and he means every word when he says how much he loves you how much he loves being here and what it's doing for his own fulfillment of his calling to be able to do it with you here. So Godspeed in that. Yeah. Yeah. So have a big deep breath. Imagine being very open at the top. And that there's no more waiting that today is the day of your own transformation. Today is the day in your own life cycle where something came loose in you. And that when you leave this altar, you leave something false here. Something that is absolutely not true for you. that you leave here with less baggage today. And that you leave here active in the power of the message over the mess and the triumph over the trials and the victory over the victimization. You were handed, when you came in, a little card. That's your gift from me. It's part of the photography. And it has a perfect message for you on there. 
So John will lead us into a time of reflection and meditation. And I would love you to receive that message from the source of all that is, that it's found its way to you on purpose. And that you use whatever message that is to renew your own mind and to aliven your own heart today as the heart and mind of source, the heart and mind of God, which is what is true. You know, uh, this is the little book that Martha was talking about. And, you know, I know that none of us need another thing, but I always buy this kind of thing when I have the opportunity because what we have here is there, there is a, a lovely picture but there's also a word forgiveness, enlightenment, alive wisdom and I love to use these as a daily check-in and I'll do it one at a time and you know if I'll, I'll take this and I go oh <laughs> the word, the, the, my word for today is frolic and then I will hold that with me and I will focus on anything that brings me joy and makes me laugh that day. So I almost use it as a daily word in a different kind of way. And, and I, love, I, I love these. And I know you'd be happy to sign them if they, yeah, of course you would, all right. Breathe deep. Fly high, seek peace. <laughs> 